Hi, it's David Debbie here of the David Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now, you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword Beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dejanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. In some of the greatest marketing in Utah history, try this one on for size The Power District. Dave and Dejanovic. Dave and Dejanovic. Special coverage of the top local story. If you thought Silicon Slopes was good, Try the Power District. How good does that sound? Hey, no Debbie Dujanovic today. Instead, I get Mara Carabello from the Exoro Group. I'm Thanks. so excited to be here. This is so great. I'm <laughs> so excited about this because as I'm doing this little dance, after I see some of the renderings about this new Power District with a big, ginormous baseball stadium in the in the middle... You, with your big wet blanket, came in. (laughs) He said, before we just rubber stamp everything and throw a parade for how great this is, let's ask a few questions. I know. I totally grumped up on it. And I just, so here are my disclaimers. I'm not grumpy. I love baseball. I love the investment that this beloved uh, Larry H. Miller Group, who has done so much for this state. But I did say I want to make it complicated, right? I don't want to just give a standing ovation to big ideas. I want to talk about how. And I think we're making a mistake not digging a little deeper and saying, hey, there are no villains and good guys, right? I'm not trying to yeah. pick a bad actor at all. But this is a ton of money. Um, what's it going to do to the neighborhood? Oh, I've got so many questions. $3.5 billion. That is what the headline said. That's the investment in this district. So $3.5 billion investment by the Larry H. Miller Company. They just released some renderings of this area, and it is spectacular. Oh, yeah. if, you, if you allow me to just paint a picture for you folks, uh, first of all, a big, beautiful baseball stadium is, is right in the center. So that that is really the key point of this. But there's a lot of layers to this. There's developments. There's a river walk. There is a, a Ferris wheel. I don't know where this Ferris wheel came from, but all of a sudden there's a Ferris wheel in these renderings. I'm not hating the Ferris wheel. <laughs> the I, Ferris I'm just wheel. saying I'm not hating the Ferris wheel. The fair, it's the eye of Salt Lake City. Uh, but... When we heard about this yesterday, the Larry H. Miller Company released this this video. And the video had a who's who of Utah politicians. Mm-hmm. It had the governor. It had the Speaker of the House. It had the, the Senate president. It had Aaron Mendenhall, Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. It had uh, Luce Escamilla, Senator Luce Escamilla. Yeah. All, Sandra who, Hollins. Who represent that area and are Democrats. The last three you named, I mean, clearly Salt Lake City Mayor, as well as those representatives of the area, they're all Democrats. And then, as you said, we have the top three leaders in state government, speaker, president, governor there, right? And they're all speaking to the importance and the excitement they have for this proposed development. In fact, this is what they had to say about helping the west side of Salt Lake. The west side has long been overlooked for economic development. The west side has been hungry and ready for decades. 
You know, the, the West Side has been like a shopping and entertainment desert. The West Side has been neglected for too long, and, and, and gratefully, the Miller family has seen the vision to invest in this geographical location in a way that's going to bring more investment into the area and lift everybody who lives on that West Side. Now, this isn't a surprise to anybody on the West Side that they've been forgotten, or there hasn't been a huge amount of development or new money restaurants, uh, infrastructure being poured into the West Side. Yeah, that's right. The question is, uh, is this housing development restaurants going to be affordable to the current West Side residents? Can they afford to stay in their houses? Um, is it is it gentrification alone for gentrification's sake? Absolutely, this is going to infuse this geographic area with some cash. But is it going to benefit the residents? Now, here's a big, big, big shout out to the Miller Corporation. They had started with community discussions, they formed community councils, and they are seeking input. Again, my my goal is to not vilify. My goal is to say the devil's always in the details. Exactly. And when you look at the proposals, I, I think what is difficult for me is you look in this area, a lot of it is old power district smokestack. You know, there there's some real cleanup That's right. that needs to happen. Well, and I mean, you said power district is the best name ever, but let's be clear on what the word power comes from. It's not, it is because these are old uh, industrial areas. And boy, the price tag on industrial cleanup, which will be required, particularly where they've identified the stadium, is going to have a chunk of change price tag question is, is that going to be footed by the taxpayers or is that going to be footed by the 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 developers, wealthy developers? OK, so that's a great question, because right now and we, we saw this with the old Geneva Steel and the vineyard, you know, there, there's a remittance that needs to happen. You yes, need to clean right. up this area because there's a lot of tailings or, yeah. or there's just uh, industrial waste that is sat there in in some cases for decades. Right. Well, nothing's being done with that right now. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's in, uh, uninhabitable, of right. course. Right. So something has to be done, whether you're going to build a baseball stadium yeah. or, you know, condos, low, uh, you know, uh, affordable housing, whatever it has right. to happen. You've got to address that in the beginning. So I guess maybe the question is, whose responsibility is that? Well, it, it partly falls on what kind of relationship, the private partner relationship, that you can forge. Now, my point of view would be that the state and the city doesn't start out by doing that. I think that is not a good use of taxpayer money. Here's why. We do know in the long run who will benefit from the stadium are the developers. Um, what we're hearing, I mean, here's what's on the street. If you are at all on, on the hill right now, you're hearing that the state is proposing that they'll own the stadium, which I find remarkable. And they're proposing that they want to do this by adding a transient room tax, or let's call it a tourist tax to every single county in this state. So 29 counties will help pay for a Major League Baseball stadium in Utah. That's the word on the street right now. Now, there's no written bill yet, but the word on the street is that's what the state leaders are proposing. So the question, Dave, becomes, well, it sounds like the state's saying, hey, we'll pay for this um, stadium. you got to figure if they're going to own the property, then the next thing is to say, well, they're probably responsible for mitigation. 
San Juan County probably doesn't have a huge investment on the west side of Salt Lake City. They're probably not totally thrilled to send their dollars up here. Like, who can we send that to? To the baseball stadium we will never go to? Right. Uh, okay, so this this is a little bit of a development because early on, this lawmakers have said, listen, we're, we're not in the... The building business, as far as arenas, that yeah. that falls on the owners. So that that's new. I haven't I haven't heard that. And that's say, some of the rumors. It's in the rumor up. stage, right? We yeah. have not seen a written bill, but it's a widely distributed rumor. So that the the state, are you saying the state would own the baseball stadium? I, this is what's on the street, and this, I love the, the street. I the, love the rumor and mill. The state would help pay for it by passing this charge, this surcharge. Okay, let's continue this conversation because the power district could revolutionize the west side i mean this would be such an enormous enormous boon a financial boon to this area it would transform the west side uh but at what cost and who is going to pick up that tab we'll speak to uh derek miller of the the salt lake chamber of commerce next Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dejanovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now, you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword Beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dujanovic. Dave and Dujanovic. Dave and Special coverage of the top local story. Let's discuss the power district. And the new renderings came out as the Larry H. Miller Company talked and, and put forth a $3.5 billion plan. On the west side, it's about 100 acres. I mean, wrap your head around that. I mean, you're essentially in downtown Salt Lake. You've got 100 acres of a of a blank slate that you can clean out, and then you build something incredible. And in the center of that would be a proposed Major League Baseball stadium. Now, that's, that's not uh, a for sure thing. There's no guarantee that Major League Baseball is going to come to Utah. Sure, there's some indicators that that is a real possibility. We're certainly hoping. A lot of us are. I'm number one. I love this idea. But that's not guaranteed. So there is this development and this hope that Major League Baseball comes and you can fully develop this area, this 100 acres, with an incredible river walk. You've got the Jordan River that's passing through this. This is a huge opportunity. It's a great – I mean, who else – would have proximate to downtown a, a, a civic center that's just right there. I mean, this it's already got tracks. It's already got mass transit. It's between the airport and downtown. Huge opportunity. There's already been some investment on the west side. You're, you've seen a lot of new apartment buildings go up that are very nice. So there, there's a little bit of growth happening. This would supercharge it on a level that they've never seen before. That's right. That's right. And and you could almost argue it would be the crown jewel of Salt Lake City, that and city center. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be absolutely incredible if it, if it was fully developed. Now, the real question here is, okay, at what cost? And to whose cost? Who's, That's right. Who's, who's pocketbook? 
And you have to wonder, not only who's literally paying the bill, how much taxpayer dollar is the 3.5 totally private investment that gets leveraged? The other question is, at what community cost, right? So does this so change the nature of the neighborhood that those people currently living there are unable to stay there? Salt Lake City Council member Alejandro Poy had this to say. Concerned at how little involvement he's had on such a big project, taking over a place he lives, loves, and represents. What is going to happen with North Temple and the Missouri game? We already have issues with criminal activity and some other things. We don't want this to be a dead zone. That was an interview that uh, Mr. Poy had done with KSL Television's Kirsten Nunez. Uh, and and he brings up some some fair questions. Yeah, he does. I mean, uh, you know, one thing that could be a show of its own is the railroad tracks. So if you live on the west side and you get those slow freight trains, you're sitting in traffic waiting for that really slow f- freight train to leave. Uh, have have we addressed this? And that would probably be a solution between the the rail companies and maybe the government. Again, that's a potential layer of government spending in this area. Derek Miller with Salt Lake Chamber joins us right now, and uh, I'm I'm telling you, it's it's very easy to get caught up in all the excitement, and you don't want to throw a parade over this. But I, I think Mara's brought up some good questions. Uh, Councilman Poy brought up some good questions. Uh, walk us through a little bit about the significance of the project, uh, but maybe some of the downsides that it might bring. Well, Dave, it's great to be with you and, and you as well, Maura. I think uh, if you want somebody to talk about the downsides, you probably need to talk to somebody else. I'm a big proponent of this project. Uh, I, I see nothing but upside here. It's really hard, maybe impossible to overstate how great this will be for our community. And it's not just about the money. I mean, everything takes money. There's a cost to everything, $3.5 billion, a significant amount. In, into 100 acres. But what I'm most excited about is the uh, catalyst it will be and, and the impact it will have in a positive way, not just on those 100 acres, but the whole surrounding area. The west side is a wonderful community. There's a lot of community pride there, as there should be. And when I talk to leaders from that community, uh, including city councilwoman Victoria Pedro and and the state senator from that area, Luz Escamilla. They're positive about it. They talk to me about what a, a great asset that will be to their community. So I so I believe them. They're the ones who come from that community. Uh, when I think about it, obviously we think about the ballpark. I like the way that you framed it, Dave. Not a guarantee, but what is guaranteed is that we're going to work our hardest to get it. So, uh, so Derek, I'm, I, I'm still going to refuse the role of wet blanket. I just want to talk about some of the complexity. You have such an interesting point of view because your job now is to represent the business community. And I just this opportunity is tremendous. But your history also includes, you know, working in, um, among other things, the gubernatorial administration. You've been on the executive branch, too. As we approach this and as, as taxpayers, as we're listening to the discussion, what's the right balance between private investment and public tax dollars when you're looking at an opportunity this big? Where, where should their taxpayer dollars be leveraged? I think it's a really important question that you've raised, Maura. And, uh, 
I did work uh, for Governor Herbert. I was his chief of staff. Uh, before that, I worked for Governor Huntsman in the Economic Development Office. And, and one of my responsibilities was this very point that you're hitting upon. What role does the government play? And my, my personal philosophy about this is that uh, you should be using new tax dollars uh, so that, that we know a lot of investment goes into these projects, some of it private, some of it public, but whatever the public part should be, should be whatever is the new tax revenue that's being generated from these projects. So there's a lot of models. I mean, we, we probably don't have the time to get into details about it, but what's happening here in, in Salt Lake City and the opportunity that we have is nothing new. So we have good models around the country. We have some bad models around the country. Uh, and there's a process that you follow, a process with the city, a process with the state, a process with the governor, a process with the legislature. So I'm a big believer that when you've got good process, you, good, you get good outcomes. But as a philosophical standpoint, I, I believe that you use that tax revenue that's going to be generated and you use that to invest in the project. So the idea would be by bringing in the businesses, by bringing in uh, such an incredible development as far as number of houses and apartments, that that would pay for itself? The, the idea is that when you build something, it generates new tax revenue, and, and new tax revenue ought to be what is used for the, for the funding. So I, I'd love to know a little bit from your perspective about the timeline. Is this is the is the clock ticking already? Deals are being made already. Um, are we anchoring it around the MLB discussions? Just like what comes first? Um, do we start building housing again? As you said, everyone's really excited about this. What will we see first? Uh, what's on the current timeline? What I really love about this project more is that. It is not contingent upon having a Major League Baseball ballpark. Obviously, we want it. Obviously, that would be just a great asset for our capital city. But what I love about the way that the Millers are positioning this is that this project, the Power District, the $3.5 billion, that's going to move forward regardless. And this is a property that needs to be redeveloped. And, and it's an area that needs to, to see some of this improvement. Let's just take as one example the river. When you think about Salt Lake City, you think about a lot of wonderful things. You think about the mountains. You think about uh, the, the natural amenities. You think about the things that have been built here. You don't necessarily think of Salt Lake City as a river city. But we have a river, and we've turned our back on that river for far too long. It's not just an underutilized asset or amenity. It, it's almost a completely non-used, unused asset or amenity. That This is my personal favorite thing about this pro- project is that we're going to have a riverfront that I think will be a model for the entire river between the Great Salt Lake and Utah Lake. We're going to, what we're going to see built there will be a model for, for for the rest of our valley. 
Derek Miller, thank you for joining us from the Salt Lake Chamber and the Riverwalk. I've been to San Antonio, yeah, I, and they've they've built the city around it, and and it is incredible. I actually lived in Europe for a couple of years, and everything's built around the rivers. I mean, and everyone's that's what everyone does. Instead of going to parks, they walk along the riverside, uh, and and it was wonderful. So the idea that we would have something similar here in Utah is is a very very interesting thing uh, would be wonderful obviously uh, I think the idea that even without the major league baseball stadium that they would move forward with okay. this development is right. huge news so Derek Miller thank you for joining us uh, when we come back we're blazing through the 2024 legislative session and certain legislation on Capitol Hill could and will make an impact on our cities next the League of Cities and Towns joins us with a check-in on the top legislation that they're excited about and then also maybe what the cities are stressed about.